This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Well, good morning, good morning. This is 101.9 High FM and I'm Adol Kosilski and sitting together with me is Fagy. We're doing this very often now. You know? <laughs> I told you, since we've been sitting together, we could do it all the time. Absolutely. We're in studio today and we are going to be doing something pretty different and um, would love to have and know any comments or questions that you have. Um, we always bring, Faggy, we always, we have tried very hard to bring a lot of professional information to our listeners um, in educating ourselves. And I think there's a lot of value in it. But I also know that people get really inspired when they hear another person who's changed their lives around, who has had the ability to hack their health and see that there is something much greater out there. And this is really what we want to we want to bring today. So that's our discussion today. We are going to be talking about the illness of Hashimoto's, but really it's more about the inspiration of how somebody realized what was going on and how they, in fact, um, got better on their own or with the help of people who were willing to see her as a whole person. So without further ado, we are going to be in, um, speaking to Dina. We're going to leave it as that. Um, Dina actually does not live in South Africa. She lives overseas, but she has been very, very gracious to come online and share a story. So good morning, Dina. Welcome to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Describe your life before, like just what type of life were you living before you you got sick and before you started hacking your health? Well, it's hard to know exactly when it started or didn't start. I'm a mother of four living in New York, which is not the easiest place to live. So, you know, you think I'm exhausted because I have a lot to do or I can't, you know, I was struggling to lose weight. I, I guess I generally was going downhill with regard to energy and focusing, you know, brain fog, headaches, dizziness. And, and my biggest thing was the, was the exhaustion. Um, that was really setting me back. I would sleep well at night, or I would think I would sleep well for eight to nine hours at night, but I would wake up still tired and, and sometimes need a nap during the day. And that was really worrying me, fatigue, and also my inability to lose weight. At my doctor's nutritionist for quite a few years and eating exactly how she advised me to eat, but the weight just wasn't budging and it didn't make sense. And I would also ask her because I knew that maybe she had some some input, I would say, why am I always so tired? And she, her answers were, life is stressful. Or are you sleeping enough? And I'd say, yeah, I'm sleeping eight to nine hours a night and I'm still tired. So she said, life is stressful. And that's, I think that's the answer that a lot of doctors and health practitioners, health practitioners are giving people, which is not really advice and it doesn't really help you to say, to brush it off. Well, was it in terms of life being stressful, it was stressful. Yeah, so it made sense. You know, she was just validating. You know, you have kids. You life is stressful. Yes, it is, but it doesn't doesn't answer, and that's not the root cause. The fatigue was obviously like bad enough that you wanted to investigate further. It wasn't just like, yes. oh, I'm so tired. And I had been to the doctor who said, okay, when someone comes in with fatigue, we check your thyroid. So he he did the thyroid panel, which they do on everybody, and it had come back normal. So when I complained to the nutritionist, she opened up the computer, looked at my records and said, no, you, 
your thyroid's fine. So, you know, you check the things, you check the things off the list and the list was checked and you're all fine and you're just, life is stressful. When you say the thyroid, the thyroid lab, the thyroid test, what would, what do you mean by that? Which tests are they? So they just do a basic, they, they test the thyroid hormones, which are TSH, maybe T3 and T4, I'm not sure, but a lot of doctors really go along with the TSH and mine were, mine was normal. So to did them, you, that means your thyroid is fine. Did they check other bloods? No, I think that was just, uh, he did a thyroid panel. So in your head, when you, you know your thyroid's fine, you don't even go down that road. You don't look into it further because you were told that you're fine. So for how long did you, you, you just go on, on, on the diet? What type of diet, what type of diet were you told to eat? It was just a regular basic, you know, a basic nutritionist would give you this plan and she thought I could eat whole wheat bread. And eventually I thought, let me just go stricter than she's being on me. And I switched to like spelt crackers. I thought, let me cut out the bread. Let me cut out the wheat or, you know, switch to spelt. And I was, I was doing that and eating very little um, of the spelt, but I was still eating it and nothing was working. Okay. So where, where did you go for help? Where did you realize that you, you need to turn a corner? So somebody actually introduced me to the Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast called the Broken Brain Podcast. And he was speaking to me exactly. All the symptoms he spoke about, it just made so much sense. And then I found a nutritionist, actually, she's in New York. I found her on Instagram. And she was talking more about the thyroid and the gut health. So I thought, gee, maybe she knows more and she could help me. So I went to her and I went on her diet, which was obviously very different to the original nutritionist. And much stricter diet also, you know, she had cut out a lot more stuff. Just, 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 just give us, give us an, give us an example of what the one nutritionist told you to eat and then what now this new nutritionist told you to eat. Like, well, what, what, what differences were there? So I would say she was eating, she was giving me less processed food, um, trying to get me back to, you know, basics, healthy whole foods. And kind of avoiding gluten, but I didn't eliminate gluten with her. With the nutritionist. Yes. And I still wasn't losing weight. And I called her up after a few weeks. You know, this is a much stricter diet. And I said to her, it was actually like a group plan. So I wasn't getting individual attention. But eventually I called her and I said, something's wrong. I said, I'm always tired and I'm not losing weight. So she, a light bulb went off in her head and she said, well, I'm going to give you a list of blood work that you need to do. Go to your doctor and get it done. She's the one who gave me the right blood work to do. And I went with this little paper to the doctor and I said, I need a test for these things. They were reluctant to even test for it because they said, who's asking for this? I said, my nutritionist. And then they did it. The tests she had given me were the thyroid antibodies, which I had never heard of, but I just listened to her and I went and asked for it. And it came back high. One of the antibodies was high. And when I did my follow-up appointment at the doctor's office, it was a physician's assistant. He said to me, I said, why is this high? And he said, oh, that's nothing. Most people have that. We don't treat that. Wow. It's an interesting thing that, very interesting, just as a a, a side thing, um, I, I do regular blood tests and just, you know, check a whole lot of stuff. And I did certain blood tests. 
And I asked the doctor, why is this high? And he went, no, that's nothing. That's just a little cardiac, um, cardiac marker. For example, homocysteine is a cardiac marker. And, um, you know, don't worry about it. Like you don't have any other symptoms of, of, you know, of cardiac problems. And the truth of the matter is that is the beginning of, of, of illness, you know, on a, in a, in a, in a cardiac, uh, cardiac settings. And, and, and I've had it a number of times, even with, with, you know, with, with other members of the family where there are blood tests. They're like kind of like markers. They go, no, everybody walks around with that. That's not, yeah. leave that alone. And like you get like shoved away and then you go, Oh my goodness. You know, once you start to learn that in fact <clears throat> there is, there, there is your body's telling you something and that no one's really listening to it because simply you're, you're pre the illness. You know, yeah. like you so might it's like let's wait for the TSH to be bad and then let's deal with it then. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing because they can only give medication. Well, that's what they know what to do. Right. So until you need a medication, they don't know what to do for you. Absolutely. You're listening to Healthy You Wealthy, Edel Kozulski and Faggy Stern. And we're speaking to somebody who actually had to hack her own health to get her back to normal. Stay tuned. We will continue after the break. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show, and we are speaking to Dina, and Dina is taking us through her um, experience. So you go to the doctor, they tell you that you've got um, antibodies, TSH antibodies that are high, and he tells you, sorry, like, like everybody's got that. You know, move along. It, it means really nothing. What happened next? I spoke to a friend of mine. She herself has known uh, thyroid issues. And the minute I told her my results, she said, there's a book you have to get. It's called, it was written by Dr. Viva Rom, who's a doctor and a herbalist. And um, she's also a midwife. And I got the book right away. It's called The Adrenal Thyroid Revolution. And the first part of this book was as if it was written about me. I couldn't believe my what what I was reading about women who go to doctors who complain that they're tired, complain about all these symptoms. But the doctors, they either say, they call them the complainers. We're called complainers. Mm. And uh, we don't get to the bottom of it, and, and they don't hear us. So I bought this book, and what did she tell me? What's the solution to this situation? was a diet, and the diet was gluten-free, dairy-free, and sugar-free. And I didn't have to wait a day. I started immediately because I wanted I wanted to get rid of this thing. Had you heard of going gluten-free before? Yes. So somebody I knew was suggesting that I go off gluten, and I was being stubborn. And a lot of people were warning me, no, don't do it, because then you're going to be so sensitive to gluten afterwards. It's so risky. I know someone who did that. And it seemed like a fad to me, and I'm also quite cynical, so I wasn't listening. And uh, I needed I needed a blood work. I needed a reason to do it, and now this was my reason. And what's fascinating is that I was really hardly eating gluten. At that point, I was eating crackers occasionally for lunch, spelt crackers, and I was eating spelt matzah on Shabbos. So I really wasn't eating much gluten. But the minute I stopped, within two weeks, and I was being strict, zero gluten, zero dairy, and zero sugar. Within two weeks, I was waking up earlier and feeling refreshed. And on a day that like that, in the past, I would have had to nap, and I was making it fine till the night. 
you didn't have any withdrawal symptoms. Lots of times, I know, I I, I went off the the dairy sugar, um, you know, access, and I felt terrible for about ten days. I walked around with brain fog. I, I walked around with a headache. You know, there was one point in time I remember being in a group of women and they went, no, don't give up now. Like, just, you know, go through it because once you're on the other side, then you'll see how, how good you feel. So I don't remember any withdrawal. I mean, at that point I was feeling so bad, so I don't think it could have gotten worse. <laughs> but I don't remember that. Maybe I had a headache, but it was just in addition to my headaches from before. It was a different reason for the headache. Mm. Um, but... I can't, I can't, I remember exactly after two weeks waking up like a different person. I started having more energy and I knew it was obviously working. So now she also spoke about supplements, which I started to add, zinc, selenium, vitamin D, and of course exercise. Um, and they say that exercise actually kickstarts the thyroid into working. It's like a, it's like a motor that you're starting up again. What exercise um, did you do? Um, I was generally an exerciser, so I just continued what I was doing, whether it was running or the elliptical or I can't remember at that point. But at, as of today, I do a bit of everything. How long every day did you have to exercise? I think I was doing the 30, minute, 30 minutes at a time and three to four times a week. I was also very into yoga, which is very healing and important part of the healing process. So now I was doing this all on my own. I just had this book. And I read what she prescribed and I did it on my own. And at, at one point I thought to myself, I could use some, some backup, some guidance from a doctor. Now I wanted to go to a functional medicine doctor, but they charge about six, seven hundred dollars a visit. And I thought, well, you go once and then it's over. And how do you, you know, you can't pay that every time you want to go to the doctor, but I found a, a membership type doctor's practice where you pay monthly for the year. And you get five doctor visits and five health coach visits included in that year. And I just thought that that's more affordable and it makes more sense because you're getting a year's worth of, of guidance and, and help. And even though it's, it's money that adds up, it's not $600 per visit. So I joined this group. And so this was in about, I went off gluten in May, end of May. And at about the end of October of that year, I joined this practice. And so obviously the first thing they do is a lot of blood work. Uh, in fact, they took about 15 tubes of blood from me. Wow. And of course, this, the antibodies were part of the, the lab work that they did. And this was October and my antibodies were normal. I had reversed Hashimoto's. All on your own? On my own, all based on diet. Phenomenal. I have a question to ask you. What happened to your family along the way? Did you like when you decided to to you know go cold turkey and get off all, all that you needed to do? What did you do with your family? Because I think that's one of the the biggest obstacles that people find. You know that you need you want to change your diet, you need to eat, and then you've got even your kids, your husband, whoever it is that you're living with. You know, going and saying, "Are, are you telling us we can't eat Cheerios and milk?" Or, yeah. "Are you telling us we can't eat our chocolate anymore?" Like, what did you do? How did you manage that process? No, so I mean, I was always generally a healthy, health conscious person, and we tried our best to eat healthy. But I, I wasn't going to make them go off gluten or dairy, so it was just me doing it. Um, I continued to cook healthy dinners, but if they wanted their toast in the morning or their hamburger with the hamburger roll, that's what they were getting. I just wasn't eating it. 
But Did they um, see a difference in you also, let's say, with your energy, with your fatigue, with your brain, with your brain fog? Does it have an effect, obviously, on your family? You know, that things have changed and you and you kind of changed so much? So I don't know if the kids were aware of it because as mothers, we generally try to just do our best and be martyrs. So I don't know. I felt the difference, you know, in my ability to care for them because now I had more energy. Um Mental health is a big part of this. My mental health was much better as a result. Just being a mother with more energy, you, you, you're able to, to be there for them and you're not falling asleep all the time. And it's Can you just, expand uh, a little bit on mental health? Like what do you mean? Was it anxiety, panic attacks? Explain a little bit more. So everybody's different. Um, if you see the list of symptoms in Dr. Viva Ram's book, She'll, you know, she lists a lot of symptoms and a lot of them I could check off that I had those. So for some people, a lot of people talk about depression when they have a low thyroid function, but I, thank God, did not have that. But I was generally an anxious person. I definitely was. And I feel like that all went out the window. The anxiety disappeared since I'm eating this way. Wow. That's actually quite amazing. So how long, how, how long, did it take for you to realize then well, I've like hit the nail on the head? I mean, did you have consequent blood tests to go and say everything went back to normal? Was it only the, the thyroid antibodies that they found that were wrong? Were other things needed to, to reverse as well? It was mainly that. Um, obviously little things that they check for like vitamin D, mine are still low. So I'm constantly, you know, working on that and taking things that are to, to supplement. Um, they check things like ferritin, which apparently doctors don't usually check, which is your iron stores. So a regular doctor would check for iron, which was fine, but they won't check for ferritin. So I take a daily ferritin supplement. Um, I would call them just like a, a wellness doctor. They're constantly monitoring everything that should be at the right levels. You obviously um, felt very supported knowing that you can contact people and knew that they, you know, you went... You went so crazy and that there actually was like a, a diagnosis. Yes, 100%. I felt very empowered. Like I had figured this out on my own. Mm-hmm. The doctor said one thing and I knew there was more to it. I did my own research and I healed myself. So that felt very empowering. But at the same time, I felt a little betrayed by my doctors. You know, and, and I feel bad for people and especially women who are out there looking for answers. But that you have to know more than the doctor these days. You have to know what you want them to check for. And even when you ask them to check, they're, they're hesitant and they're not so into this. In fact, I sent a cousin of mine to the doctor and I told her, you know, this is what you should ask him to check for. And his answer was, I'll do the, ch- the test, but I can't help you after that. I think this is something yeah. that, 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 that we, maybe particularly you and I are trying to push, um, on, on our show and, you know, trying to change people's minds and let's put it out there. We are not against any of the incredible doctors that are out there that are there for healing and that heal from an allopathic, uh, you know, uh, way. However, having said that, I think that what has happened with modern medicine is that, um, Healing has become very specialized. If you've got a headache, then, you know, go to a head doctor, go to a neurologist. If you, if, if you are diabetic, then go to a diabetic doctor. If you've got a sore knee, go to a knee doctor. And all of these things have their time and their place. But I think that what is, what is missing in the conversation is that sometimes your head and your diabetes and your knee are actually 
a cause and effect. I don't know which way, the, you know, the co- what is the cause and that is the effect. But I think we're missing the, the idea that one needs to go look at a person as a whole, understand the person's lifestyle, understand what the person is eating. A lot has to do with the eating. There is definitely, as you have said, that, you know, there is, there is the, the exercise and there is, you know, the mental health and obviously the emotional health there, that plays a huge component. But we are so, and, and I want to go back to this idea of you saying the doctor said you're stressed. I think we're all stressed. You know, we run around. Life is hard. We try to cut corners wherever we can because we've got so much on our plate. And one of the places, places where we, we, we fail, I think, as a society is that we eat so badly because it's just so easy to go into the supermarket and buy something that's ready made that, you know, will give you the instant sugar high, do what you have to do and move on. And we're actually doing a huge disservice to ourselves, to our children, to our families, to our health, because ultimately, eventually the body says, I can't take it anymore. I think what you're saying is that the actual food that you're eating, not just the fact that you're in a rush and eating something, it's the actual food that's causing the exhaustion, which then causes the stress, which is like literally a vicious circle. It is a vicious circle. Now, this is also the stress part is a big component in this new this doctor that I use this uh, group is they give you a health coach as well and they're constantly talking to you about stress management it's not just you know there's a few components they talk to you about your diet they talk to you about your exercise and about your your stress management because this is not something that's going away it's something you have to work on constantly give so us, give, us new, give us some yeah give us some pointers about stress management let's talk about stress management. So they really want you to do what works for you. Like they try to get me to do meditation, which I definitely see the benefit of. And I I just don't know if I enjoyed it. Like it didn't become part of my daily routine and habit, which it should. But if it doesn't work for me, then then that's not what I should be doing. So it's about finding what works for you to, you know, if it's coloring at night, those adult coloring books or doing something that that makes me unwind before I go to sleep. They talk about your sleep habits a lot. They talk about so stress, sleep, diet, exercise. To have five visits a year from this, uh, a doctor and a health coach is is amazing. They in just terms, guide you. In in terms of your of, of so so in terms of your stress, what worked for you? Your stress management. Um, definitely exercise plays a huge role. Mm. I feel invigorated, energetic, and my brain gets cleared once I've exercised. Um, to me, it's like medication. I can't do without it. Um, what else? I, yoga is really good for me. Um, as much as I'm a cardio and work hard kind of person, I also enjoy the yoga. Um, and do just winding it? down at night. Do you do, do you do the exercise at home? You find it better to go to a, to a gym? Um, I stopped going to the gym. I prefer being outdoors. So I used to run, but then I had problems with my foot. So now I bike. I go biking. Um, but then when the weather turns bad, I have an elliptical at home. I have a, a, a wide variety of things that I do. So it's based on the season, based on what I'm in the mood of, have time for. But I always try and do something, either, even if it's a half hour. Now I'm into weights because weight training is very important. So if I go on YouTube, I find half-hour weight training uh, exercise. I do it, and I feel amazing. 
And it doesn't even have to be half an hour. It could be 15 minutes and you, mm-hmm. you feel the, the difference. Did you find that once you knew what your, what your diagnosis was and what you were eating, you know, had an effect on you that you kind of just wanted to tell the world and you wanted to help people out there and you saw a friend that knew something that, you know, wasn't feeling good and you kind of just wanted to explain, you know, how to change it loud and turn it around? Absolutely. I went out and bought a second copy of this, of Eva Rom's book <laughs> and I even, t- I took it to, I took it to the doctor's office, to the physician's assistant who told me there's nothing wrong with you. I said, read this book and uh, maybe you can help other women and maybe you could, you know, get, get this information out there because this is not like it's science. It's not like an energy kind of healing. Oh, we, we think this is wrong with you. This is a blood test. There's something wrong. It can be fixed, but it's, it's not going to be fixed with medicine. So you know, it's a it's it's a lifestyle fix, which is always harder to do than taking a pill. And so interesting because with Hashimoto specifically, I mean, I guess it, with any autoimmune diseases, a lot of the time it does take between ten and fifteen years for it to get properly diagnosed. Um, you know, I think that's that's crucial to understand. And you know, I think for, as a as a mother, I'm sure I'm not sure if you've had that experience, but as a mother, I'm sure you know having your eyes open to that, maybe being aware for your children you know, also has an effect on them if they needed something as, is there anything, you know, that helped them? Or even I'm going to ask the question a different way. If you've seen that your health has got better, did you change the lifestyle of your husband and kids? Um, I definitely did because I realized that they don't need the carbs at night. Um, We used to think we need protein, carbs and vegetables, but really we just need the protein and the vegetables. Um, they, my, my, my kids are much more aware of health. They kind of roll their eyes at me because everything I see, I'm reading the ingredients. Um, um, and they know a lot more than the average kid would know because I, this is how I am and this is what I talk about. And then, um, a step further than that is that I, I thought to myself, I'm sure my, it started off with my older daughter and I thought, I'm sure she has the same thing. She was struggling a bit with her weight. And other things, and I had I, I eventually convinced her to get the blood work done, and she did, and we found she has the exact same thing. Hers was a bit of a later stage; um, we couldn't reverse it as easily as as I did mine. So she does take, and she's with the same doctors that I'm with, but she takes a small amount of a, of a synthetic um, thyroid hormone. And then not long ago, I tested my nine-year-old daughter, and she has the exact same thing too. So what we're hearing over here is, and this was something else that we were discussing, that there is a genetic component, you yes. know, to, to, to the various illnesses. And then there's the epigenetics of your lifestyle that can switch on and switch off the diseases. I mean, I found the same thing with, with myself. Um, in, 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 in my family, one certain member was, was struggling and we found, um, that they, they had a gene that was not uh, there, there was the pathways of detoxification weren't working. And once we diagnosed the, that member of family, like I realized, Hey, that's me also. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, then you, you start to get to understand that there are, there are family patterns, you know, and I think that, that it's important for people just to think a little bit more broadly, a little bit more out of the box. I think in the old days when, a, you know, when a child is overweight or something happens, you automatically just think, well, cut out the sugar or take them to a dietitian, you know, 
try and get the kid on a specific diet, not actually understanding that there's like lots of real underlying issues out there. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You Wealthy You Show. We'll be back shortly. This is the Healthy You Wealthy You Show with Adel Kosulski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back. This is the Healthy You Wealthy You Show. And we are talking to Dina about how she hacked her health. So Dina, has, has your family embraced completely your lifestyle or are you still like okay with them eating their hamburger and, and bun or doing whatever it is they want? Like how, how have you changed your lifestyle in your family? Well, I don't think you can force anyone to do anything. Um, it's got to come from them. Even, even when my daughter was diagnosed with this, it was totally up to her as much as she, she you know, obviously I'm, I, I would be leaning towards hoping that she would take on this lifestyle. But it took her time to decide, and when she decided, that was it. She's even stricter than me on it. Um, again, my nine-year-old daughter, uh, it's very hard for somebody that age to give up gluten. And I, I said it to her a few times. I said, it's totally up to you, no judgment. Um, you have to decide. I said, it's not easy. You must know right now it's not easy. But she, because she had seen me and my older daughter, who's been doing it for a while, she sees how we eat. She knows that we eat well, eat delicious food. So it was just a matter of cutting out all the yummy, delicious stuff that she sees around that everybody else is eating. But at home, we this is how we eat. So she she jumped at it, and I think she wanted to be part of the, the gluten-free club. What do you eat? What diet do you follow? Like, give us an example of what you eat during the day. The so-called name for my diet would be called paleo, if you want to give it a name. Um... What it basically means is, did, did our ancestors eat this way? It, you know, did they open a bag of Lay's chips or did they have a potato that came from the ground? So I eat basic food that God made. Um, fruit, vegetables, chicken, meat, fish, eggs, nuts and seeds. I try my best to stay away from all processed food. Um, although I do have crackers here and there or I really limit my processed food to the least possible but I eat just healthy natural whole food and I've cooked like this for a long time so I didn't have to change too much maybe some gluten-free soy sauce or coconut aminos but the majority of my food is just whole natural almost like we would eat on pay stuff I do eat rice what does breakfast look like? I think breakfast is the hardest for everybody because that's where everybody carbo-loads and sugar-loads is, is breakfast time. What well, is I, breakfast eat eggs like? every, I eat eggs every single day, and I've eaten that for a few years already. Um, you know, they used to say, watch the number of eggs you eat for cholesterol reasons. My cholesterol is excellent, thank God. Um, so it's not an issue at all. It could get boring, but I try and change things up. If it's a sunny-side egg or a scrambled egg or a omelette with vegetables that's how I make things different um, even if I'm on the run I'll boil eggs and take it with me um, but I eat eggs uh, vegetables and I make these delicious rolls that are made with almond flour um, they have psyllium husk powder in them which is very good for you um, and if I don't have that it's crackers uh, but I generally eat eggs and vegetables and then Actually, now I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting. <laughs> so 
I only eat breakfast yeah, at 11. Yeah, fasting fan. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. two of you. <laughs> I actually, yes. the other day, it was very funny. I decided to go give blood for the first time. I was meant to go too. So I went at 10 o'clock, all proud. I, I, I picked, plucked up the courage and I went and he said, Madam, have you eaten? I said, no, I only started eating at 12. He said, go away. And a woman behind me went, <laughs> oh, you need to go to the I had to leave and I had to go and um, eat my lunch and then come back again in the afternoon. Oh, okay. How, what what has intermittent fasting done for you? Has it has it helped even more? Yes. I mean, my weight is kind of a struggle till today. Even though when I started the diet, I did lose a lot of weight, which was also quite amazing. Um, but we're also insulin resistant, which is a big deal. And uh, you know, as much as you can be gluten and dairy free, being sugar free is a little more challenging. You know, there's always the gluten free treat. Or the ice cream that's gluten-free, or the that's, chocolate that's gluten-free. That's loaded with sugar. Yes. So yeah. the sugar, the sugar creeps its way back into your life when you're not realizing. And just recently, I thought uh, we got to do something about this, and I did cut out all sugars. You know, all sugars means honey and maple syrup and agave and coconut sugar and all the rest that are just sugar in a different word. Mm. Um, so I started with the intermittent fasting. I feel amazing. Uh, I feel it right away. I feel less bloated. I uh, sleep better. We don't need to eat as much as we think we do. So breakfast is, is at 11 for me, which is sort of like lunch. So I don't eat, I don't need to eat lunch anymore. Um, what you I do eat, is I have. You don't eat breakfast have, anymore. Your break, your, your breakfast lunch. become your lunch. And then at about three o'clock, which is in between my two meals, I'll have a small meal with a protein and a protein of fat or fiber. And then I eat supper by seven. Supper's also my protein and my vegetables. Now my carbs come from my vegetables, whether it's sweet potato or butternut or, you know, there's, there's carbs in everything. We don't actually need the starch. Mm. Although, you know, sometimes I want some rice, so I do eat that. But I can see that it's not great for me. Um, it's constipating. Um, but those are the grains that I do eat, sometimes quinoa. But again, you just need your, that's what I find. I need the protein and the vegetables. Tina, you mentioned, um, like feeling bloated. I think earlier on in the show, you mentioned something about gut health. Did, did your doctors that you went to, you know, test stuff about gut health and also, the foods that you were eating beforehand um, compared to the way that you're eating now, did that have an effect on the way you slept? Um, you know, did you have deeper sleeps? Did you feel different in general from that? And did, did they do specific testing for your gut? Yes. So this, these doctors are very into gut health. In fact, Dr. Ron explains that there are a few things that you need, markers that you need in order to get Hashimoto, so to speak. One is one is the um, the genetic component, so it's you know it's hereditary, it's in the genes. The other thing is that you've probably had EBV, Epstein Barr virus, which most of us have had without knowing. And the third thing is that you have leaky gut. So your gut is vital, everything, everything about your body. So the first thing that these doctors do look at is your gut and your gut health. And for me, I was, you know, they ask you, how are you bloated after you eat? And I was always bloated. And the first thing they checked for was SIBO, 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 um, which is a breath test that I did at home. 
And of course, they discovered that I have SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And they actually put you on an antibiotic, believe it or not, as much as they're against antibiotics, this one needs it. Um, and they, because they have to kill that bacteria that's in your small intestine. And that helped in a huge way with the bloating. Um, and they just, they would follow up after the antibiotics is a herbal regimen that they put you through. And I feel like that's probably gone by now because they took care of it. And then just general gut health, they, you know, they teach you what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat. And I think being on a diet that I'm on, that's the recipe for, for, for gut health. Did, did you take your daughter to these same doctors? Like, has, does she have the same support that you have? Yes, my older daughter does. My younger one is not with them yet because they don't have pediatric doctors at the moment, but she's on a waiting list. Absolutely quite amazing and, uh, you know, well done to you that you actually had the, the insight, you know, to, to, and, and the, the wanting to, to look beyond that which you just, you know, you're just given or, or, or you taught. And I think that this is a, a powerful, powerful message to all of us, including ourselves. And, you know, we're, we're busy hacking our health all the time. Uh, it's so preventative medicine. That's it, what and a lot of a lot of the illnesses, a lot of the chronic illnesses today are preventative if we actually just opened our mind and understood that that eighty percent of what what we're doing to ourselves is something's lurking in there, something exactly. is coming about. This is the what the healthy you wealthy show. This is one hundred one point nine high FM. Okay, we have a few more minutes, Dina, and really, uh, you know, uh, I, I love meeting people like you because it kind of, you know, just gives more encouragement and more, you know, uh, just more insight and, and hopefully, you know, helping for other people to help themselves. We don't have too much time left. What final words would you like to share with our listeners? Well, back to what you said again about doctors. I'm also not bashing doctors. They're definitely there for when we need them, you know, the more you know, if you've got a heart issue or something like that. But if, you, if you're looking for wellness, which is what I was looking for, wellness and longevity and just feeling good um, and being healthy, then you've got to look a step further and do more research and think about your lifestyle because that's what health is all about. And you, you, might, you might be feeling the same as everybody else and just run down and no energy and exhausted and stressed out and just, surviving but you can really be thriving and that's what i wanted to be doing love that love that don't survive you've got to learn to thrive well i think that's a very 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 powerful message and thank you again for coming on the show and sharing your personal journey and hopefully you know whoever is listening to this program is just going to maybe take a step back and and start learning there is what what is so brilliant today is that there is so much information um on 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 the internet through google through youtube through podcasts just even start listening to what other people have to say you know and and start understanding because i think that that at least 80% of even chronic disease can be reversed or at least brought, you know, lowered down if people actually started going back to basics. And that's what I liked about your paleo, you know. I always tell my um, my children, I tell my grandchildren, you know, if you want to eat something, you got, did, did you see this grow in the ground? Because if it didn't, then don't touch mm-hmm. it because it's just gone through such a process now that you, won't, you wouldn't be able to. I think also, Abel, you know, that's the beauty of, of feeling supported. You know, Dina, you've been supported by your doctors out there. They, 
they understand you, you feel, you know, that they're supporting you and they've got, they've got your back. Um, you know, being part of like a group, you know, people can help each other. When you, as you say, listening to a podcast or as Dina did by reading Aviva Ram's book, you just say, I'm okay. There's like, I'm normal. Other people are feeling these same things, you know, and really just understanding that there is a way to, to get yourself back to, to feeling good. So to start your support, if you are interested, Peggy and I run a WhatsApp group. Um, we don't spam it. We just give a little thought every single day, just trying to motivate you on the right path on various subjects. If you'd like to join, you can send an email to info at highfm.com. Give us your name and give us your cell phone number and we would gladly join. If there is any topics you'd like us to discuss or if you yourself have had uh, an experience like Dina where you've looked beyond, you've looked out of the box and you'd like to share it with us, just again, send us your details to info at highfm.com. And that really wraps it up again. Thank you so much, Dina, for, for your time. And always, as always, thank you, Faggy. Thank You're you, Edel. And thank you, Dina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I uh, hope I can help anybody out there who's listening. Have a wonderful day ahead. Thank you.